it's it's July third. You wasted that it. Oh, oh my god! Whoa! <laughs> that was good. It's. It's July 3rd, 2013, and it's time for story time with Peter Molyneux. Time. This is Idle Thumbs 113. I'm Chris Remo. I'm Jake Rodkin. And I'm Nick Brecken. <laughs> you are. It's true. Uh, yeah, it's, and, that's uh, who I am. I can't change it. <laughs> and I'm Nick Brecken. This is what you got. What? I don't know. You we are we without Vanaman this week. No uh, Vanaman. But he'll be back. Vanaman will return. Sans Van. He gets the, uh, yeah. We are Sans Van announcement of, I, I So I heard that when I wasn't on the podcast... No one mentioned that I wasn't on the podcast, <laughs> and then people were just waiting for me to speak, which is not inconceivable, <laughs> I grant you. However, I'm very offended that I was not given that good, given that honor. Who, who anyway, I just wanted to air who, my grievances wait. before we started talking uh, about video games. You're not Sean Vanneman. No. We're joined this week by special guest Nick Brecken filling in for Sean Vanneman. <laughs> Sick burn. So, yeah. um... <clears throat> We started off just before we recorded today. We did a stream of a game. Oh, maybe we can, we can hold that and then talk about the game later because we wanted to talk about Peter Molyneux. Oh yeah. Okay. Let's talk about Molyneux. Let's talk okay. about Peter. Let's talk Peter. So, it's, it's Peter talk. Peter Molyneux is as Jake. Well, no, you didn't even indicate. Peter Molyneux is a noted game designer. <laughs> yes. He's sort of a celebrity in the game design space. Oh, so I'm just going to start reading his Wikipedia page. Peter, Peter Molyneux is a British yeah. game designer, <laughs> best known for yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess he's keynoting packs. It's weird that we seem to be in a Molyneux renaissance right now. Like, I feel like, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? A Molyneux renaissance? We're at least in a Molyneux presence renaissance. We're in yeah. a Molyneux, the era of Molyneux. Well, right. That's true, actually. Jake, you're right. Because We're in Molyneux's a Molyneux, a Molyneux renaissance, renaissance implies something grander, Just, maybe. Yeah. That, We're well, in a Molyneux zeitgeist renaissance. That's true. That's definitely true. <laughs> he is presiding over our existence. Yes. 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 Much like a god would over man. Ah, <laughs> oh, like goddess. That kind of reminds me of, of a goddess. Oh, it reminds me how that oh. guy is going to be able to troll people in goddess because he found the cube. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Does anyone understand what that actually means? No, I don't think they understand what it means. Yeah. I don't think anyone does. Wait, what are you talking about? The person who won Curiosity yeah. What's Inside the Cube. Oh, what it means. Also, they are now... I didn't know if you meant philosophically. <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't know. I, just, I thought I just thought there was some deeper I, does meaning. It, does to anyone this. know what does that means? Does anyone know what that means? When a person wins a social game about a cube and then becomes I mean, a supreme being in a I god game, yeah. I mean, there's a lot it, of gods. Yeah, and does, anyone, does anyone understand what this means for well, humanity? I mean, we know what it means, but what does it mean? <laughs> yeah, I didn't know if you're asking them big questions. Yeah, I'm not. Okay. I don't have any big questions. No, it's more what buttons do they get in their screen that <laughs> right. the guy does yeah. not have on his yeah. screen. Yeah. Make it. Also, rain. do you guys 
Do you guys think his button says make it rain? And then it just it's a 50 50 chance of whether everyone gets like currency increase or also, but it's it's a hundred percent chance that rain appears, right? Right. Oh, I see. Never mind. I see what you're saying, Chris. That's better. Do any of you guys think it's suspicious that the guy who won Curiosity is from Britain? I saw people suggesting that maybe he won that just out of pure like mechanical latency, just like the odds were higher that that guy is fewer hops to the server. server. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. But um, yeah, what He's, someone's going to do is go back into Peter Molyneux's Friendster page and find a picture of <laughs> yeah. his arm around that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <gasps> yeah. His son plays tennis with him or something. Yeah, Molyneux. That's presumptuous, Nick. <laughs> what? That Peter Molyneux plays tennis? That his son plays tennis. Well, his son plays tennis. Yeah. That his son is friends with a god. <laughs> <laughs> Every time you yeah. say that, I just picture Molyneux as this as like God in as Sistine like, Chapel, like oh, just, well, like just, just far side reaching comic. out, yeah, 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 yeah. touching I, this young man. He's <laughs> reaching out, and his his finger is just removing one square out of a cube. Right, yeah, yeah. But inside, <laughs> wow. of that, he's pressing no one, the make it rain button. Did no one make that image? <laughs> no. Wow. I mean, someone probably did. Yeah. Someone probably has. That's, that's but if they wow, haven't, that's, that's what idea. I keep imagining. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The Molly Jam is coming back this year. Oh, Molly Jam 2. Molly Jam 2. Mm. Oh, right. You thought you Molly knew. Jake, I think you came up with that. No. Oh, you didn't? You did. Oh, I did? You did, Chris. Oh. It was all you. I forgot that I came up with that. Uh, we're, <laughs> last year... <laughs> we're, this is not self-promotion, by the way. Yeah. this is. No, I actually assumed it was you because you're usually more clever. So I just assumed that you came up with it. <laughs> Where are we going here? I anyway. assumed it was this really clever thing. So, so last just... year there was a game jam that we helped put on with uh, Anna... Anna Kipnis Anna from, Kipnis Double, from Fine Double Fine and Patrick, Patrick Klepek, Giant Bomb. And uh, Brandon Sheffield. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a game jam, and, and then a million other people helped organize it. It was a game jam based around tweets from Peter Molyneux, which is the fake Peter Molyneux account, yeah. um, where he just tweets stupid shit. Game uh, ideas. Game ideas game that, are just in, that are <laughs> right. just ridiculous. That are like are, a couple degrees more ridiculous than something Peter Molyneux might actually yeah, say. Yeah. Uh, and the second one of those is coming up. Um, this weekend. This weekend. And we thought that... We sort of collectively – actually, we were doing an interview for some like public, public radio, radio station about the original Molly Yeah, Jam. and then uh, Brandon suggested just as a joke the idea that the second Game Jam, instead of being based on Peter Molyneux quotes, should be based on actual things Peter Molyneux has said but then just ripped completely from their context. So that's what the theme of this Game Jam is. Things that that man has said make the actual game of them. Yep. And I actually – Is there a list just – There is, yeah. If you go to mollyjam.com, M-O-L-Y-J-A-M.com. Um, I actually – when we – one night, um, Anna and Brandon and I sat down to to compile the quotes and I was actually really concerned because I'm like, there's no way this is actually going to be as hilarious as Peter Molyneux. Turns out Peter Molyneux has said some amazing things over the years and I was actually completely – Amazing and hilarious. What is that one that is your favorite one of all of them? Uh, press left trigger to see the most interesting thing in the world. <laughs> oh, man. Just that is like to me such – that so is so emblematic of Peter Molyneux. This notion of combining like mundane game things with the most overblown possible claim you could ever make. Yeah. God, it's just unstoppable. So uh, <laughs> yeah, there's a bunch of cities that are doing it again this year. So go to mollyjam.com and uh, see if there's one near you. And if not, you can always participate online. But it's a game jam, so you just make a game over 48 hours. 
Yeah. I'm reading these quotes. They're really good. Oh, yeah. They're yeah. great. If you love your dog, we're going to mess with your mind, man. You're not going to be able to go to bed. <laughs> that literally turning into a game is enticing to me. Yeah. To the max. Yeah. We tried to there, – there were other ones that were totally – that were also outrageous. We tried for the most part. God, I have to be careful what I say. There are PR policemen in the audience with sniper rifles. <laughs> <laughs> See, again, like that could just be a video game right there. It's not I even- keep finding myself rejected by men, which is a new experience for me. <laughs> Yeah. So, well, um, and then also, I think if you want, if you find any other Peter Molyneux quote, you can use that. And oh I, man, also, <laughs> how about this one? This was this blew our minds because of you'll know why. Here's the Peter Molyneux quote: "You can actually break someone's neck on some railing during combat. It could be a spike on a fence or a solid brick wall, and you'll get increased experience for that as well." That's it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, if you're interested, last year was the the number of locations that it was in was crazy. It's it's in a ton of places this year. And the number, like, just the sheer variety of people who showed up last year was really cool. Um, also, if you just want to make a video game next weekend for no reason, you can do this from home. So if you go to com, sweet. Um, God, there's also some, like, these two are both just, if someone played these totally straight, you could have a really cool game. Like, I want you to think of the sword as a conductor's baton. As you're fighting, we'll be introducing different musical elements the more successful you are. And we'll be upping the tempo of the music the more abilities that you unlock. So you'll not only get more of a score, you'll get a cooler soundtrack. Peter Molyneux. That's just cool sounding. And then also, I wish I had some time machine and could go back two weeks. You live by your mistakes, for sure. <laughs> Man, what? <laughs> That's good. Yeah, so... Then the next, the very next God quote. God damn it. The very next quote. Will the first female nudity give you a success, or will it turn off the audience? Peter Molyneux. <laughs> so, whoever knows what's going on. Yeah, hopefully yeah. people make some games. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did you want to talk about story time? Oh, I just thought it was funny that Peter Molyneux was giving something called story time at... Because that guy's entire demeanor is oh, yeah. just... <laughs> What if I told you? And then he just says some insane things. Right. So hopefully, story time is just him reading a Doctor. God, Seuss what book. if there's a if there's a, well, or if there's just a surprise swap and right. he like goes into a little rotating magician's chamber, then then the guy who writes the Peter Molyneux Twitter account walks out and then just immediately starts uh, just telling you right what if i told you or that just keeps happening it's just it's just a wall that just it's oh like my it's God. a two-man play where just the stage rotates and it's just non-stop right. like they lean on a little statue on a fireplace and right. it spins around and then peter maladu is there to continue the story right. maladu a one-act play yeah that's that's what i want ah yeah. <laughs> uh. Yeah, so anyway, that probably Peter Maldu or Peter Molyneux story time is mm-hmm. at uh, Pax Prime, but Molyneux a one act play is keynoting the Idle Thumbs Con 2014. <laughs> so get ready for that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not actually. No. It could be. I thought people thought in case they mistook what I said for the I truth. Mean, I kind of want to write that now. <laughs> but yeah. do it. Make it a make a twine game. Oh yeah, okay. for Molyneux. Sure. Do it. Um, we did a stream. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, we did a stream. That I was about. Oh, stream. Oh, oh, yeah, we streamed Rogue uh, Prophecy. Rogue, keep going. <laughs> rogue Leader, keep going. Rogue Spear, try again. Rogue Warrior, keep going. Rogue, <laughs> you're getting there. <laughs> I think that's all the rogues origins. I know. Rogue Origins, probably, probably. <laughs> <Rogue> Darkness. <laughs> Rogue, rogue, Leg- rogue Legacy. Rogue Legacy. Yeah. Oh, Rogue Legacy. Oh, that's originally named. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, you know what's funny about it is that it's actually a more meaningful na- – like that's what's crazy is that it's a well, game it's that a sounds like, like nothing. About legacy. About a legacy. Right, but really directly so because I remember one time I was describing the game and I found myself actually using the word legacy completely unintentionally. Uh, yeah. And I'm like, oh, wow. You'd never say that in yeah. m- most games that are called things like this. Goldeneye, you know? Rogue Agent, Rogue Galaxy, <laughs> Space Rogue. <laughs> Space Rogue. <laughs> of course. How can we forget? Oh, also doing a search for Giant Bomb game name with Rogue. One of the uh, Google suggestions is uh, Giant Bomb Rogue Warrior IGN Game Big Bomb. <laughs> so those are just related searches if you're oh, wondering. I see. Big, big Bomb. Big Bomb. <laughs> so anyway, we um, – all the people who say our podcast is nothing but us laughing at each other. Well, an hour, welcome good back. Job. We've done it. Yeah. Um, we decided to try something out. We Nick had the suggestion. We decided to try playing a current video. <laughs> yeah, it's, it was a strange idea that Nick had, but we thought maybe this just might work. Nick had the no. Nick had the idea of uh, actually before immediately before doing the cast, um, all sitting down and playing the same game live on our Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv slash Idle Thumbs. Um, so we would have a sort of common frame of reference for at least one game, which we often don't anymore. Um, because we're terrible. Yeah. And uh, it actually was a lot of fun. I don't think tons of people watched it because they didn't know it was happening or anything. Yeah. But uh, <clears throat> uh, but the chat was really – like people in the chat were super cool yeah, and interesting cool. and funny. Yeah, if you want to watch it, you can just go to twitch.tv slash idle thumbs also. Mm-hmm. We're going to put it up on the YouTube channel as well probably. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, we we're, we might do this um, uh, more frequently. So uh, I guess Monday and tu- Monday or Tuesday – nights are when we 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 almost always record the podcast one of those days so i don't know if keep this your is, eyes on our twitch yeah, channel every know. monday or 7 30 15 p.m pacific <laughs> it would be nice if there were a way to actually schedule this and we should have an expectation of a certain time we probably but, should we'll yeah. see we'll, but we, we'll, we'll, we'll see give it a goes. shot yeah yeah we'll see how the next uh, next few weeks go yeah um but it was fun and uh i had played a few hours of rogue legacy this weekend so i'm not I haven't completed the game or anything, but at least I had a you know baseline level of experience. I don't yeah. know what you guys think of it. Oh, actually, let me describe what this game is. Yeah, we should set it up. People yeah. who haven't seen the stream, yeah, briefly. So or it's a rogue game. legacy simulator. Yes, it's a um, it's a it's a game that that plays like a side-scrolling action game, like Castlevania or something, where you you know run around through a big. Yeah, it, castle. Unlike Castlevania, it's very, it's very evocative of like, like Castlevania plus like super ghouls and ghosts or something like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. And then but you're the, a jump and chopping guy. The castle guy. layout is randomly generated, um, <clears throat> and uh, it's every time you die, the castle is re-randomly generated. But the thing that makes this game particularly interesting is that when you die, um, instead of starting over with the same character, you start over with a character who is the son or daughter of the character who just died, and you choose between several of that character's offspring. So before too long, you will already be on your, you know, 10th or 20th generation God. of this family tree. The way that loop works is really cool. Like, you die and your guy dies in a way that kind of looks like a Zelda game where the little spotlight comes down and they die. Yeah. And then instead of it going back to the character selection screen, it just goes to the Rogue Legacy title screen and you press yeah. start. Right. But then it, the character selection <clears throat> screen scrolls one more to the right and you can choose which of your offspring you play as. Mm-hmm. Um and we were talking, Nick and I were talking, or we were talking, Nick and I, Chris, uh, we were talking on the stream <laughs> about how it kind of looks like an arcade game, which yeah. it does, it does evoke uh, the like ghosts and goblins or ghouls and ghosts or whatever, whichever yeah, kind thing. Of 16-bit yeah. stuff. But the thing that I just realized that I wanted because, because you're playing as the offspring of that person, 
that's always the stupid sequel shtick where it's like, you're the son of Simon Belmont. <laughs> yeah. When you died and went back to the title screen, if it said Rogue Legacy 2, like if it was just, <laughs> oh my God. If it was just a super yes. gilded 2 where it's like an all new castle oh, and new right. attributes, and then when you right. die again, 3, 4, yeah. 5, 6, 7, until you're on like Rogue Legacy, like super gilded right. 126. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that's really good. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it, this game really just, it just sort of scratches the surface of the legacy elements because I mean, it is kind of just uh, yeah. a class upgrades plus random roll tree mm-hmm. where you can sort of choose yeah. what attributes you get for your next guy and then it has this generational conceit. But I don't know the stuff we've been talking about. What we're talking about, know, this game, I mean, it's like, oh god, like so there's, a, there's a blacksmith that you can that you can eventually drop in your castle, and he'll provide various upgrades that you can mm-hmm. buy. That like, happens really. It, that's really like the first thing that happens, yeah, yeah. and then yeah. the first thing that, that we were saying is like, oh god, why doesn't why don't you see yeah. his son when you show up the second time? Yeah. Oh my god, that'd be so good. Yeah, but he stays the same apparently. So he's yeah. like. Uh, just a military general or like Supreme Court person or something who's just like, oh, I've seen <laughs> so many of these life. fucking yeah. guys. Or, yeah. <laughs> just the eighth president to roll through and they're just rolling their eyes. I'm just like, I'll make you a goddamn sword. Oh, you're going to go to a castle and die? Yeah. How many kids you pop out before that happened? Like the last <laughs> yeah. guy. Jesus Christ. But yeah. I wish Rolls those his little sprite eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's even within what's going on there, it is really cool. Yeah. Uh, even within the, the even within the completely game original feeling yeah. conceit of generations, uh, it it does it feels really cool. Yeah. yeah, the way you were describing that, uh, Chris, in just sort of instead of it being the same guy's life, it's multiple lives to explain the leveling. I thought was really good. Yeah, right. like the uh, the 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 way I took the conceit, the way uh, the way I sort of um, interpreted, it, I guess, was that this is meant to be distinct from uh, distinct to a game like Diablo where, you know, over the course of really what's only a few days of that character's life, like they kill a crazy demon and be go from being this, like, I mean, I, it's I a fantastic story for that person though. Like that is a rise to riches. Oh no, I know it is, but it's like in it my, actually explains like why they are revered throughout the land. They're like, holy shit! Like this, that guy, he this was, guy was a fucking piece gutter, of like, shit. Yeah, yeah. And that now fucker. he is the. He Lord. didn't do anything with his life. I guess. I, I guess in Diablo two, it. In two days. I guess in Diablo two, you do a bunch of traveling and stuff, but in Diablo you one, you don't, right? Like in Diablo one, that really Diablo is one, just you like just, yeah, that's you, just like a, that must be just like one days of one night. It's one night where you're just like become a fucking lord, like to the max, and you meet the same people like a thousand times. Yeah. <laughs> just like you're back again, huh? Wow, you're really making a lot of right, runs those tonight. Guys just like, like they eat a little bit of dinner, have a conversation. That guy runs back. He has the sickest fucking I'm back. armor. I'm back, guys. <laughs> anyway, I want to sell all this shit. I got to buy all this shit. I got to go. Hold on. I'm way buff now. Hold on. Yeah. Like, we're running out of money. Like, what do we do for this guy? What is this fucker? Like, what? Diablo 2, though, it has the cross cutting stuff that yeah, feels right. more like the way that, like, yeah, a Lord of the Rings yeah. story happens, where yeah, it is yeah, only yeah, a few yeah, hundred yeah. pages. But, yeah. yeah. Um, whereas in Rogue Legacy, it's like, it actually takes your family line many, many, many generations to rise to the level of greatness that it takes a typical RPG character like a week to do and so i thought that was interesting you know like it's this is this family has like a ridiculous actual legacy that it's is built over millennia essentially your home but their stories are kind of pathetic also like our great family history and then our daughter grew to the age of 18 had two children went into the castle and died Died five five minutes minutes later later. (laughs) (laughs) so i guess that's an interesting question like can greatness be achieved in aggregate like, can you achieve, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like mosquitoes. Right. <laughs> You're just like, constantly, like, the churn of that. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't it, know. It, yeah, Evolutionarily, it's, yeah, like it's, it's it's the it's the story of this this really scrappy but determined family who is going <laughs> to defeat whatever apparently four yeah. mini bosses and one is, mega boss. But the thing is, though, like it, it, it may take us eight hundred years, but right. we will defeat but you. But the thing yeah. is, you know that just like over the course of this game, <clears throat> eventually it's a given that your like great great times eight thousand million greats like grandson or granddaughter is actually going to be a total fucking boss and just kick the shit out of this castle. Well, because like, they've just really. honed their lives yeah. down over all these yeah. generations. Yeah. So just yeah. like, you are born, okay, we're on week three, here is this weird tiny paper sword. Right. We're at like week, okay, we're at week five. God, what an insane concept. Can you imagine if somebody actually like wrote in a book, like, this is our family goal. Like, we're, someone's going to be president We've been doing this sometime. For centuries. Someone's yeah. going to be the right. president of the United yeah. States, goddammit. Yeah. And then it was just like, and everybody strove for that. Somehow like, trusting yeah. your oh family for like three score generations Maybe to that's hold Sean. that. <laughs> <laughs> so I always say that shit about Obama. He's yeah. like, you think I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah, it may just, not be me, yeah. but one <laughs> a Vanaman someday yeah. will dunk yeah. on Obama. <laughs> Or so Obama Sean's at some point, or whatever. Yeah, right. just, Sean is is just through just genetically like like just family heredity. Yeah. He has to at one point try to dunk on Obama, even if it means that he gets right. pushed. Yes, like <laughs> yeah, yeah. six Secret Service men just shove him away and shoot him in the heart. As long as he's, as long as he's had at least two kids who exactly, have that knowledge right. passed yeah. on, right. it's okay for him to take a shot. Right. right, and then his kid writes in the book, "Don't charge the big Secret Service guy, right. Sean Vanaman." Like, <laughs> Oh, P.S. I'm yeah. colorblind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's how life works. Pretty much. Yeah. This game's cool, though. Mm-hmm. I like yeah. it. I don't play a lot of roguelikes, but I would play this game, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's interesting. I mean, I, I really like what's happening in this space because, I mean, it really has yeah. expanded to the point where roguelikes is just the most generic – or not generic, but generalized term. I mean, it, it used yeah, to mean something yeah. very specific. And now it's like – it, it's well, just it's still well, now it's the roguelike like they're keeping the trappings yeah. of just there is an end boss and yeah. you're playing the same I kind meant, of procedurally uh, yeah. generated thing over I meant what I just said in a positive way I didn't yeah, 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 yeah. I, I actually like that it's become so broad and has yeah. allowed for people to do so many different things within the context of a game that essentially has permadeath or some kind of permadeath it also it, yeah it, I think that it's, and it's random generation of some kind like those are kind of the core elements I those, think, those rules together allow for the sort of it puts a compelling reason to continue to play sort of arcade style games, I guess. Like a lot of the roguelike likes do feel very much like they're from the the branch of console legacy that actually came from arcade legacy. Yeah. But in a way that is super skill focused and also it just has super longevity and is not focused on life management and on like, mm-hmm. how, you know. Also what's interesting is that's cool. a genre of game that appeals to, I think, the kind of gamer most of the time who is – does not have a lot of tolerance for like nickel and dime microtransaction based fees, which is interesting that they derive from largely not not. I mean, they they come right. from Rogue, the original like PC game, so they don't really come from arcades. But I think a lot of people uh, making games well, like this grew up on arcade a, games. Well, a lot mm, of the Rogue like like stuff, like the stuff that it right. feels like Binding Spelunky was sort of the Spelunky, first thing that yeah. showed up in that yeah. specific vein, and that like it's weird. Spelunky is kind of the Mario E Pitfally one, and then right. Binding of Isaac is kind of the Zelda E one, and this yeah. one feels more like Castlevania and Ghosts and Goblins, but it's yeah. still all on that same Yeah. Mm-hmm. That they, same they share zone. some some core traits that make them appealing for similar reasons, even though 
they are also very different. But the thing about these games that is kind of bonkers is if someone did just say you have five lives, pay 25 cents, it could probably actually sit in an arcade in the 80s and would just have fucking blown faces off. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But it's yeah. so nice that they're that they don't. Oh no! Right? Like, it's, it's so nice that these <laughs> games like, are not part of the current crop yeah. of games yeah. that is being subjected to right. that. Well, they also yeah, the Super Meat Boy is not a roguelike. Obviously, that game is a very specifically crafted puzzle game. But yeah. it it sharing the heavy skill based sort of like obtaining acumen through repeat play and death just being a thing that just like okay, you died, fine, just mm-hmm. keep playing, keep playing mm-hmm. forever. Uh, all that stuff is the best. One of the yeah. things I think is interesting about um, uh, this, this could be a very tenuous connection. All but those things are the best. That's my amazing analysis. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I think these games actually, even though death is, is something to be just immediately forgotten to some degree, I think they actually treat death a lot more interestingly than most modern games do where death is just like rewind a little bit to a checkpoint. And well, it's like mm. actually 100% meaningless where, you know, while – Especially modern action games are like that. It's just like dying yeah. really means absolutely nothing. Like there's what's yeah. at all. Um, and in in this game, it's actually really interesting to die because well, it's, it's it's the moment at which you make choices that are going to affect the rest of your line. It's the moment in which you have a character that has different traits and so on. And even Super Meat Boy, which is a game where death is so quickly um, sped by that I mean, it's one of the great things about that game. That in itself feels like the designers gave a lot of weight to the importance of dying in the game in a way that most modern game designers don't because they realized that the actual important thing in their particular game is to make it such a tiny fraction of nothing yeah. that that you're immediately yep. back in the game. And the other thing is they included the um, camera, the like ghost death yeah. thing. So when you finally beat the level, you can see right. you're like – 4,000 ghosts right. all immediately fall off the first ledge and oh, fall in the lava yeah. as you – like that is an awesome, yeah. interesting and meaningful well, I guess, yeah, just application a- of death. Acknowledging Even- death and the cycle – like mechanical death and the, the, the gameplay cycle that is associated with it and incorporating death into the gameplay loop is a thing that I think is the common thread between a yeah. lot of these yeah. versus like, oh, they died. It's time for the load. It's time for the save. So it's, try again. Like whatever. It's time yeah, to yeah, just yeah, pull yeah. you back and start over or whatever. <laughs> you didn't do the thing you were supposed to do. Whereas just saying, you're going to die so we're going to actually fill in the cracks of death. Yep. with important content is right. really really yeah. like yep. totally yeah. it's weird that that's fresh feeling yeah it's really yeah it feels like this has been happening over the last like year or two as well like just in general like the, yep. just the, the the treatment of death becoming a thing again which is really cool like mm-hmm. i don't know i always think of like when i think of death in games and and just like i think of like hmm, uh like early mmos or or like uh, everquest maybe where I remember just so fearing dying in that game because right. it was so yeah. massive yeah. and the penalty was so high yeah. and it made the game extremely interesting to play. And then the World of Warcrafting of that whole genre of just, oh, you died, whatever. It just means that you now have to sit here and do nothing for 15 minutes and walk forward. Like, ah, like uh, it's so good that people are realizing that that's maybe not the best thing. Yeah. Right. And it's also maybe not the best thing. A lot of the times to do it like EverQuest does, right? Where it's just oh, sort of yeah. this, like, no, I'm not saying that's perfect, but, but 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 like you but were yeah, losing considering it and realizing that it's meaningful instead of steamrolling yeah. that whole thing and just yeah, saying, totally, yeah, totally, Rogue, totally. Rogue Legacy actually is, trying to come up Rogue with Rogue Legacy has a, a like strikes a really really strong balance between death moving you backwards while yeah. also moving you forwards. Right? Exactly, that's right. you really die and you've yeah. wiped all the way yeah. back to the beginning of the thing, but because you died, you've now passed on your stuff to like death is also what triggers level up. It's also it's what triggers triggers upgrade your guy. Like yeah. And then you go again, like it's it's a 
it's it's really tight. And that I mean that's not literally what mm-hmm. any of the other games do, but just paying attention to what death means besides you're an idiot is really cool. Yeah. And they they made some really interesting subtle design choices that um make that even more meaningful, such as the way you have to forfeit all your gold immediately upon entering the castle, which means all the gold you earned in your previous run, you need to spend basically all of it or as much of it as you can because you're not going to get to keep any well, of it. Because you don't want to leave that. it for your kids so they're just a spoiled fucking no. shit. You, yeah. want, them to, you <laughs> yeah. want them to make it on their own the way you did. Yeah, uh-huh. it's true. It's so yeah. true. Um, you're Warren Buffeting your kids. Yeah. Here. <laughs> this is, yeah. But that's a, I, th- I found that to be a really interesting Rogue and effective choice. A Warren Buffett simulator. A Buffett, 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 Buffett family simulator. <laughs> a Buffett family chronicle. Yeah. A Buffett family Christmas. <laughs> yeah. What? When the Buffets all sit down together and play Rogue Legacy on a 300-foot fucking movie screen <laughs> that built into their house. Yeah. <laughs> and then Warren points out and says, you're not getting this. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the, the result of that in the game is that you – um, you can't stockpile gold, and so it really makes it all the more meaningful to try and get the. You There's know, that specter at the front of the castle, yeah, Charon, who laughs. He steals uh, your money, <clears throat> and he does not. going to say he no one, He does not give it back. It's not, not returned it to anyone in your family. It's no. better, but definitely no. not to you. No. no, no. He actually gives it to that guy you hate. Oh, that other guy. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Okay. It's too bad that guy also doesn't just get increasingly like yeah. opulent, like just <laughs> yeah. fucking blinged out. He's just, yeah, he's just like, like lording it up like, at the, right, right, yeah. like generation twenty five, his robes are actually woven out of gold. Yeah, <laughs> and he does have a diamond uh, crusted dollar sign. Why did uh, all these things happen in the game? Why did this game shit all over itself? Well, <laughs> the things we suggested it does. Anyway, you were going to say something interesting about what? It oh, does. I was just going to say it makes the a given run. It gives it a lot of importance. You know, it makes it so it isn't just like, oh, whatever, die, try again. It actually may- means a lot to have a really good run where you earn a lot of gold right. because well, uh, also- certain high upgrade tiers cost a lot of money, more money than I usually make in a single run. And so when you have that big run, it means a lot. And it also means you can't just like have tunnel vision and dig and max out one particular skill tree really right. quickly because the curve of cost rises so steeply. Uh, that it, you know, it's impractical to you can't hoard your money. So it's yeah, it's it's cool. Yeah, just you die and every single thing resets except that you get a new character and they get your money. So it's sort of yeah. But then that also then resets the moment that you start your quest. Like it's I mean, Binding of Isaac doesn't it doesn't have anything offset like that. But just sort of the decisions for which things you get to earn and keep versus. The large majority of the things that just erase the moment that you die in Binding of in Binding of Isaac, you unlock other characters and stuff mm-hmm. right over time. Whereas in this, yeah, you know, yeah. it's yeah, in Binding of Isaac, you're starting over pretty much, right? Yeah, but same you, with FTL. But if you've played yeah. Binding of Isaac long enough, you get a little bit of yeah, you have more opportunities available to you at the offset than you do totally. If you start. And also, yeah, for sure. And in Binding of Isaac, that game I feel like is more mechanically unforgiving than this game is. Yeah, and I feel like the the experience you accrue in Binding of Isaac of simply becoming good at the actual mechanical combat is just super valuable. And that's true in this game as well, but I feel like even more so in Binding of Isaac. That said, I bet there are probably streams of this game where someone will reveal to you how good you can get at it. Oh, no. I mean, and I'm sure that, (laughs) well, and I know that I haven't even seen, I mean, I haven't completed it yet. So I'm, obviously I'm sure it gets a lot harder, but I'm, you know, 
Yeah. yeah, we just we just scratched the surface of this because you got into that room where there was a fucking boss summoning stone out of the ground and all of us just went, oh my Whoa! god. Yeah. And then you died immediately. Uh, <laughs> and then we never saw anything like that again. So clearly yeah. this game has weird shit in it that we haven't gotten yeah. to. Well, there's, there's entirely oh, you went into distinct, the underworld for a second yeah, too. And there's we were entirely like, distinct quadrants. Like there's a forest area where I've been I've been to that a number of times in my own games. And like the underworld thing, like there's all there's a main castle, there's a bunch of different areas. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Sweet game. So when we were uh Finishing up that stream and watching it to make sure that it worked, there was an ad for Civilization V Brave New World. <laughs> this is how we learn about games now. Ads on, oh, on, ad on our own Twitch stream. stream. On our channel. own Twitch yeah. stream. <laughs> we were watching our own stream and we're we saw an ad that was served to us. Yeah. Uh, and then we said hamburger. <laughs> Sorry, um, what was the expansion called again? Uh, Civilization V Brave New World. Yeah. So I, you know, I don't even know very much about this. All I know is I'm extremely excited for it. <laughs> I, it's whatever. Boss says a man who watched an ad. <laughs> it's not the ad. I've been excited. I don't know anything about this, but it looked cool. No, you want? It's like it's basically that bad. You want to know the actual thing? It was like I saw that there was a coming soon ad on Steam a couple weeks ago or whatever, and I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, I'm really excited about this. And yeah. I've actually been. Well, I saw every Apollo, time I load on Apollo. Uh, you know, I saw a Saturn Five rocket. A fucking and spaceship. And I went, oh, what? I went, what came? Is this and then it said Civ 5 and I was like oh okay cool I'm gonna buy that well yeah see yeah. whatever read but your I mean, Kerbal save file yeah I've basically every time I've been logging into Steam <laughs> you know every time I've logged into Steam for the past couple months I've basically checked the new releases to see if Civ 5 Brave New World is out yet because I'm just like oh it's coming up soon so what's right? the deal with the I don't even pack? know let's find out okay. Wikipedia says um, <laughs> prime podcast <laughs> content yeah. but so that's you mean you went to this press event and you learned yeah no dot 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 no, but what <laughs> and I, was, I learned Peter Bolognew notable <laughs> British game designer <laughs> but I mean I guess what I was getting at before OBE. is that I just really liked Civ 5 so much mm-hmm. that I'm just really excited about more Civ yeah. 5 I just thought it was a great game yeah. I know that it was controversial among some Civ fans but I as someone who's loved Civ since well, 1991 you guys, you guys I, both whatever. liked the Gods and Kings stuff right or at least I liked it a lot uh, uh, yeah you did yeah 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a good, That's, good expansion. Um, so Civ, uh, Wikipedia says it will add nine civilizations, eight wonders, two scenarios, trade routes, ideologies, the World Congress, which expands diplomatic aspect of the game, improved cultural victory, tourism, archaeology, and a great work mechanic to the core game. God, it sounds like a lot also of Also, you can launch stuff. a fucking spaceship, apparently. I mean, yeah. so. the thing that I'm – yeah, the International Space Station. <clears throat> um, the wonder, I think the wonder. That's yeah, a wonder, yeah. yeah. Um, Does it include Chris Hadfield playing guitar? Because that's how you know. <laughs> if, that's the, if that's the cutscene that plays yes. as that builds, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, that game is good. Includes a civil war scenario and a scramble for Africa scenario. Scramble for um, Africa, wow. I'm just, hmm. I don't know. I'm just Civ Civ Five is so ridiculously up my alley. It's preposterous. Like I've loved Civ since I was a kid. Yeah, that whole series. Um, but the way Civ Five is just so uncynically Refined. enthusiastic about yeah. human about like the best parts of humanity because mm. i mean there's there's shitty parts of humanity reflected in it as well See? but the stuff that that game chooses to highlight with its kind of yeah. guilted gilded edges and so on yeah, is yeah, all yeah. of like the it aspirational is very, it is much stuff. more positive than civ 4 yeah which i'm not saying is, is better inherently it's no. just something that is like it's it's, it's really i think it's exciting how... because games are so infrequently that way it is really interesting how you can tell that the lead designer of that game is different was he younger? It, well, yeah. yeah. But I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, yeah, even that. Yeah, that's an interesting way to put it. Yes. Well, also, it just kind of reflects the times a little bit. I mean, not it does not reflect the current state of things, but it right. reflects what is that's what's, interesting, what yeah. entertainment's all about. Because yeah. Civ and SimCity both became like sort of 
mechanically intense and mechanically hard in the nineties mm. and in mm. like and the early two thousands, which was cynicism fucking rules the roost. Yeah. yeah. And then both refreshes to SimCity and Civ are like la 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 like just uh-huh. buildings, building. It's Everything's the, great. Mankind is amazing. Yeah. Progressive, blah blah blah. Move like feel good about everything because don't look out your window. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Versus the like, I think things are turning bad. Right. They're definitely. This is we're in fucking shit. We gotta <laughs> just, uh, which is you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. I still kind of love Civ Four for that. No, no, oh, yeah. no, no. Civ Four is I'm not, amazing. It's I'm a, not actually it's trying a, to pass. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not saying that. But just I'm just just the, commenting. The of nothing. Yeah. Of just and sort Civ, of life is different right now. Civ Four yeah, no, is a really not interesting point. Civ Four is not a game that I would tar with. Like the cynicism brush inherently. Like I would say no. Modern like a lot of modern big budget games just have a very dour kind of point in my opinion pointlessly cynical attitude yeah. that like i don't think necessarily says anything interesting it's just kind of sure it's just kind all of all of the all of the boxes for those games are gross. for some reason still like, wearing like matrix sunglasses basically right like the the, the bro colon <laughs> of that in a lot of cases and i'm just like that it there's just a certain attitude that i just find really like tiresome but i in i i just i like that a game that actually had a decent budget behind it mm is not that it's just sure. it's just nice not that it's the only game that fits that bill but it's just they did it in a way that was so i thought um well presented yeah. and beautiful um i just thought civ 5 was just one of the most beautiful games yeah. i've ever played they just they yeah, all of pretty... the little fit and finish was just so strong the ui was so gorgeous mm-hmm. um everything in it is is just felt very aspirational which isn't doesn't mean to say that my worldview is actually that everything is rosy and wonderful because anyone who knows me knows that's not the <laughs> case. But I think it's – if yeah. we're going to have so much entertainment that is so dour, yeah. I think it's totally valid and great to have other counterpoints to that in this yeah. medium I mean, that, are, that are just a lot more You can still nuclear bomb cities in that game. Of but, course. No, no. But, you can oh, not, still do not, all the terrible things. Yeah, you yeah, can yeah. wipe out other, but, other civilizations that said, in that game. Yes, it's presented I just mean, in a way that is – Right. Yeah. I feel like the sort of editorial voice of that mm-hmm. game yeah. chooses – to like, it feels like Firaxis put more God, of their personal efforts on the. Yeah, I, I mean, I just love that that series is rich enough that you can talk about it in this way. It's so. Oh yeah, so for cool. sure. Yeah. it really is a great series. Yeah. This is a dumb thing to say, after what you guys were just talking about, but I think it's really cool. I. <laughs> <laughs> this is a dumb thing to say. I think it's cool. No, okay. <laughs> I, I imagine that there is an audience who's been playing Civ games forever who takes it for granted that there are expansion packs for Civ Five coming out. But I'm mm. fucking happy. That there are still just yeah. oh yeah mega content drop style right. Civ Five just boom just like the fucking tome drops and just a huge chunk of content lands in your game and it yeah like huge content fixes huge new content all just like landing in a like it I know that there are a lot of upsides to the like to iterative sort of active development style mm-hmm. but for a game like this it feels it just feels nice yeah, yeah. to look at this and just go. Okay, I maybe haven't been playing right. Civ as aggressively as I did when the last expansion dropped. When the now, game dropped, now it's but a like, good time to just, oh, just, like, just the, dive right back in. Yeah. Right, yeah, just yeah, yeah. the interest graph goes and just like gets fully topped off by all this new stuff coming in. There's also some. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Nick. No, no. I was just going to say no, there's no, no, something no. that this is super might be particular to me and other people might not know what I'm talking about. But I there's certain games and and Civ is one of them, and I would say like Total War games are another. Where games that very self consciously bite off uh, enormous parts of human experience, mm. even if they can only do it in an abstracted way. Civ obviously abstracted even more than Total War. Yeah. But regardless, they both 
put take under their wing. Like they they both decide like we're going to try and wrestle with you know through abstracted gameplay systems really significant parts of human history and human experience and like um you know they're they're limited in focus like total war is just about war it's not about yeah. all the other parts of human experience but within the context of war it's quite wide spanning much more so than most games and so i i think there's something when those games come out it feel they feel like events in a way that is more mm-hmm. meaningful to me than like an event game like another big blockbuster action game and so i'm glad that for the most part like you know i'm glad that civ isn't that that thing that i just described yeah. is not counterbalanced by like every week four more little 299 yeah, right. downloads yeah. that come out like i which I'm, does happen to some degree with with total with war total war yeah um but it's still it's still for the most part is like napoleon right. felt like, like napoleon was napoleon like napoleon was a very yeah. different thing than mm-hmm. than just like i a thought unit napoleon thing. was really cool napoleon was really interesting i'm really excited for rome too i, I keep thought forget, napoleon I keep was better than empire yeah uh, uh, you think so? Well, I just I just love that personally era. enjoyed it more. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. In any case, I, what I was going to say is that um, I get my my fix of cynical strategy now just out of paradox at this point. Where, oh, like, right, I, sure. Like if I need my like hardcores, like like um, oh god, the, I know uh, nothing of this game. So oh no no, the, just the the publisher paradox. I know nothing of this anything of this <laughs> word. What you're saying? <laughs> Sorry. Um, uh, the guys that make uh, Victoria and uh, Hearts of Iron, mm, okay. and Europa, Europa Universal, Europa, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, okay. which uh, Europa Four is coming out soon, and it looked really cool. Looks really good. They're finally putting a lot of money into the art. Looks really slick. The game that I'm most excited for, though, is Hearts of Iron Three, or not, I don't think it's called Hearts of Iron Three. I think it's just called Hearts of Iron East meets West or East versus oh, West. Oh, yeah, the Cold, the Cold War game, the Cold War, yeah. the Total Cold War. Someone is game. making Total Total Cold War. War. Oh Cold my God. War yes. is kind of happening in that game where they just took the Hearts of Iron engine and are making a Cold War era game that starts in like 1945, I think, and how, goes. How's that going to work mechanically? Like, what's the deal? Mechanically, is you can build ICBMs and launch them whenever you want to. But there are systems like, but it's just a Cold War turning hot simulator. Like I don't. Mm. That's what I don't understand. Like well, how, I, you know, I, how I, long I think, does this sort of stay? In I don't. Weird? No, I don't think so. I mean, I think if that happens, that's a significant event. Right. So the way I mean, the way Hearts of Iron three worked is it's, it was essentially, and I, I think all the Hearts of Iron games have been World War two. But it's just it sort of plays out World War two, and whatever you do to touch that simulation is what the game is. Right. So you can take control of whatever country you want, or um, and, and just you know play from a specific period in time you can start in 1939 or whatever and then that's just your playthrough and you're just changing things and i suspect that's the same i don't actually know but i think that's probably it's going to happen so here as you Wiki, start we can play as you know i think you can play as like probably venezuela for all that matters and just do whatever which is the way hearts of iron that's works. usually how those games work yeah. yeah but um wikipedia to the to the to your point jake says the use of nuclear weapons is possible, but limited by a nation's state of emergency. Okay, right, which makes sense. The, like these That's games, right. you have to escalate everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah these yeah, games are different from Civ in that they are much more specifically about a given era, yeah. right? And yeah, about yeah. like of roughly course. the way things worked in that era, yeah, as opposed yeah. to just like so. There's far more specific to this conflict mechanical things, mm-hmm. obviously. But, yeah. but okay. one of the interesting things, like you know, like Nick said, you can just play as like other countries. You can. Yeah. I mean, one of the interesting things about um, Hearts of Iron games and games like it is that you can play countries that are not generally seen as like yeah. the linchpins right. of these conflicts but they still were there doing yeah. things uh it's really fascinating i mean within the cold war you could play as korea you could play as vietnam like that would be insane like yeah. like just b- because there are diplomatic systems in these games it's not just all about moving mm-hmm. right. pieces around so 
You can yeah. play as Canada in any major conflict. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm really excited for that game. I, I don't know when it's coming out. I think it's the second half of this year. It's very vague. Whenever First quarter of next year. First quarter of... Oh, I think they built it back, those bastards. Whenever you read about Canada's involvement in any world conflict, it's the most depressing thing because they always <laughs> contribute to all fucking they get do. out. Australia as well. Yeah, and then just... Yeah. Eh, no one cares. You never... like. I mean, <laughs> obviously everyone cares. Yeah. Lives were lost. Major contributions were made. But history just yeah. is like... And Canada also gave half of their men. <laughs> yeah. Who died. It's a bummer. But, yeah. Thanks. Yeah. So weird. Yeah. Someone should probably make a, a Canada RTS game, which is the most cynical... Fu- <laughs> it's not the... <laughs> it's not the most cynical. It's... it's you're or helping. The, it's turn-based, like, whatever. Just like a, a right. wide-ranging right, strategy just, game where you, you, you play as Canada, but it's not a cynical game. It seems right, like... It's Canada it's the actually, Great. It's actually a study in optimism in the face of just right. extreme... Right. Just dismissive... Hearts of humbleness. Like, yeah, just, just like, humble... Yeah, like, we'll, we'll help you out. We'll help you out. Yeah. We'll help you out. Oh, as your population just... Drops as all and these then other, rebuilds, as all these other rebuilds. countries in the world start all these fucking problems, and right? You're, you're like, like, well, yeah, we can Canada's help. We can got some guys that. for you. Right. Fuck, happy to help. Hey, <laughs> do you know that we call our dollar coin the loony? Right. <laughs> <laughs> all of the load screen tooltips are just did you know interesting Canada facts facts? about Canada? <laughs> well, the, this the, is an honor. The point of, of the game is to be least offensive to everybody. Oh, yeah. Happy so Canada Day, everyone. What's well, a day oh, late yeah. when you're listening to this? Two days late, I guess. Yeah, you just be you just be completely inoffensive throughout all of history, and then end up with the most oil, and then win the game. <laughs> just <laughs> you have all right. of the wood, all of the oil, everything. Global warming eventually yeah. just makes your place like the desirable place to live. You're yeah, fine. Yeah. Thanks, everyone. Exactly. Canada yeah. out, and then Canada, Canada itself out. launches to the moon, and it's and that's the victory <laughs> state. Yeah. The- right. The closing scene is just like the enormous Canadian country spaceship with the right. Canadian anthem playing behind it with every – with just, just yeah. the prime minister of Canada Fucking saluting on the – maple leaf particles uh-huh. flying out right. of the jet engines as it launches just its maple, way to, rivers it maple its way syrup to just, space yeah. or new Canada. <laughs> as the, the, as just the kind shitty of earth like, is just – Just, just yeah. subsumed by the sun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, the Canadian yeah. mothership. Yeah, that's good. That's yeah, this fine. sounds like a pretty good game. Canada Homeworld. It's just Canada. It's called Canada Colon Canada Rising. <laughs> Dear Paradox, I have a really good idea for your game. <laughs> yeah. This signed Billy Canadian, Canadian age yeah. five and a half. Yeah. <laughs> P.S. Do you have any game making company in Canada? Like, is it <laughs> right? yeah. yeah. Yes, they're all there now for yeah, some reason. Yeah, yeah. All Actually, of them are yes, now in Canada. Yeah, that's yeah. when that mail is in fact intercepted by the fucking Canadian version of Prism. And then they responded with a form letter saying, Yes, they are. In fact, consider the tax incentives for having your company in Toronto. <laughs> yeah. Actually, you're, it's, it's, uh, it's intercepted by one province's network that is right. then like intercepted by another province like british columbia this is also included in the canada simulator <laughs> all trying to compete for the the way that you actually fund this revolution that makes canada rise is through attracting the game video game developer. development industry <laughs> through aggressive this is just the most, tax incentives this is literally the most self-congratulatory game ever made it's about how canadian game developers <laughs> made canada the best country and then and say, and like off left the, the world yeah. and everyone died except for and canadians they declared space <laughs> as new canada <laughs> That's fine, yeah. A game made by people in Sweden. <laughs> right. Weirdly, this is a super harsh, oppressive Weird. Russian first-person shooter. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's actually just a regular first-person shooter, but all the buildings you go by are actual fully simulated Canadian video game development studios. <laughs> it's like that Will Wright game, Escape from Bungling Bay, where it's just a top-down <laughs> shooter, but there's like a weird Sim City that's actually running inside of it right. for absolutely yeah. no reason. Yeah. Oh, the way – yeah. Yeah, fucking Bungling Bay. That game is bananas. Yeah. Until I got bored writing this helicopter or raid, game. Raid on Bungling Bay, sorry. Escape from Bungling Bay is coming soon. Yeah. Oh, my God. Reboot. It's just called Bungling Bay, and it does not sell. It does not sell well. Yeah. The story behind that is stupid. But when Will Wright talked about that in the uh, in the keynote that he gave when he talked, or the GDC postmortem of Raid on Bungling Bay, it's called Bungling Bay because there's a Broderbund published oh, right. meta continuity about the Bungling Empire is yeah. like the villains of the Broderbund metaverse. Yeah, so he had to put his game in that as part of the deal of being yeah. published by them. Amazing, Jesus. God. So yeah. hopefully. Which company owns Broderbund? Who owns the bungling IP? Hmm. <laughs> God. That's a good question. It's probably something. We've talked about this before, I'm sure, because my brain just said, so how, do the, how does the bungling empire fit into Mist? That means that I'm sure that I talked about that when we talked about that GDC postmortem. Yeah. But I also hope that they're... Like, if you go back and dig through the Uru Mist Online source files, you can find right. reference to the bungling empire. Anyway, we, we probably should do reader mail. Oh, yeah, we should do some reader mail. Uh, Broderbund is owned by The Learning Company, a subsidiary of Hooten Mifflin Harcourt. Wow. Yeah. So hopefully there's obscure math textbooks and uh, like 10th grade English literature textbooks, which include references to the bungling empire. God, The Learning and Company. And word problems. I had a bunch of Learning Company games as a kid. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Those were the only games my parents would buy me. <laughs> I, I didn't have consoles and I just had a PC and the old, like I was not allowed to play video games except for... Educational games. Math Blaster. Yeah. yeah. I actually didn't have Math Blaster. Shoot that pizza slice. <laughs> I don't know. What are you talking about? There was like a little mini game where you were in a spaceship and you shot pizza slices. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Like something you Good do story. in the 90s. Yeah, that's true. Oh, man. Remember that time last week when we talked about how we were going to have a ton of Last of Us content for this week? Oh, I do have a couple things to say about The Last oh, of Us. Well, I mean, like... Well, so there's a reader mail about it. Oh, it's the most okay. recent reader mail. Okay. Oh, cool. Let's just... want to read it? So we should probably just do that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll read it. It's from John Harney. He says, Gameplay and themes of video games. Hi, Hi guys. John. I think I enjoyed The Last of Us more than you guys did, but one of the things that I really liked was how the narrative reproduced itself in the gameplay. The overarching theme of the game is that people live in, a harsh, in harsh environments and will do what it takes to survive. That we've essentially dehumanized ourselves is a response, or in response to a terrifying threat. I felt that in this context, the extreme violence of the gameplay had more resonance. Uh, although there are some odd animations, like curb stopping, the overall experience compared favorably with Bioshock. That's one of the things that we were talking about. I do when, agree with we that. Played. I do agree with that. We, yeah, I think it's really interesting that like you finally. Uh, I mean, it, I don't think it's a total, sat- like totally satisfying thing, but that the the main character of this game um, is not presented as this altruistic. Um, dude at the beginning he is actually presented as kind of a survivalist dick who mm-hmm. just will execute somebody if he has to or at least his you know people he's associated with will do that mm-hmm. so the, within the context of that the fact that you're killing a hundred people throughout the course of the game is at least a little bit easier to swallow like no totally not... I, and that's fine I, I I still think it's a little oh yeah no I don't think it much, totally digs you but, out there but like yeah. I think it actually does a better job with they, that they start the from most. the starting point of saying one of the things you'll do is I, kill people yeah. the character that you're occupying kills people right yeah, yeah. yeah. I, one Which of the things less dishonest than most games sure totally yeah. one of the I things I wanted to say dishonored. about this game it's definitely not that one of the things I wanted to say this week about this game I haven't played it a lot since last week because Nick and I were playing it together and Nick was out of town this weekend and I didn't want to skip ahead but I 
one of the things I was just thinking about, you know, because we did the podcast last week and then the reactions to um, the things that we said about it and the things I said about it in particular. Um, and, I, you know, a lot of people, I think, took issue with a lot of opinions I have, which is obviously totally fair. Because they were wrong. <laughs> um, and it made me think about why I felt the way I did. Yeah. And I feel like part of it is is like an aggregate kind of – it's like an aggregate opinion about games like this right. that I have now that is not necessarily well, we converse, like we had an intense conversation about this. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, well, I mean just because we were just talking about like – because I, I was saying, you know, I did feel like you kind of enjoy this game. I did. I and, did enjoy the game. Yeah, and I, and and I, but I, I know, I know what that feeling is too, though. Like I, I'm, I sympathize with that feeling because it is, it's, and and one of the things that I said um, when we were having that conversation, I don't know if it's weird to talk about this, but like the fact that we've played so many games is not is fairly unique to us, I think. I mean, there are people out there who play a lot of video games. Probably obviously. a lot of our readers play it, but, as but, much or more as we do. Right, but we're like pushing thirty now. Like we've played a lot Some of, of video games. Some of us pushed games. thirty a couple of years ago. Well, yeah. sure. In any case, like I don't know. I, I feel like we are uniquely saturated by this stuff. Yeah. And it, it is hard sometimes to pull ourselves out of that. But that said, I think there are fair criticisms within those feelings. I, I think so too. And part of it is that I, there, you know, people said things to the effect of, "Well, it needs to be this long, and it needs to have this right. much repeated content because that conveys makes it feel like a journey, the, like right the the long journey." And then yeah. a lot of people said um, it sort of conveys the monotony of what living in this world would actually be, mm. um, which like those are both fair things, except that I it's feel not like a very monotonous it just game, con but <laughs> it conveys them the same way that every other game conveys everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like you kill a bunch of guys. Right. Like you There's solve no... some very, very simple environmental puzzles. You yeah. lean a thing against a thing. Like none of those are all things that every other game does yeah, too. Yeah. Those... So they don't they don't uniquely inform my experience here it, in a way that other games it feels don't. Like they're most not, of the time, they're not put there for the expressed and specific purpose of yes. con conveying monotony or conveying life mm -hmm. through interactive means. It's more right. just this is a space for traversal mechanic. I mean, yeah. it's cool. I think it's really cool that for some people it is having the effect of actually feeling like yeah, that's great. That, like, like that's that's, what's that's going good. On. I, I, it's good that people are feeling that way, and like, and I think that's a good like that. It's the reason I say it's good is not um, because it's, I just think it's good for people to enjoy things generally, but specifically because if that's a thing that people are very like widely and publicly professing to enjoy about a game, like yeah. that's probably a good feedback loop to have with right. game development community because I think that's the opposite of what most triple a right people enjoying the feeling of experiencing a monotonous life as sort of sympathy mm -hmm. like sort right. of like sympathetic i'm walking in their shoes i'm like experiencing mm -hmm. this life thing that's cool yeah, yeah. i agree and it's like a, it's a yeah it's a weird specific one for it but it's cool to hear that. yeah, yeah i agree I'll and i talking i don't think it worked as well as <laughs> As well for me as it's it did cool, for a Jake. bunch of other people. But I also don't want to downplay how well executed yeah. so much of this game is. Like it's ridiculously well executed. Like yeah. to an insane degree. And we haven't gotten to the winter part yet, yeah. which I guess is what everyone says. You got to keep playing till winter. Like keep playing till winter. So we will. I mean we're going to do that. Um, yep. We'll play more of it this week for sure. But yeah. Um, yeah, I thought a lot. I've I've been thinking about this game a lot in the last week, even though I haven't played it much more in the last week. And it's it's been interesting because it's made me reflect on how much my own experience. Um, this is true of everything in life. It's not just true of video games or this video game, but just mm -hmm. you know, I'm I'm bringing a lot of my own experience when I talk about my reactions to this game, and it's one of the reasons I don't like um, scored reviews, and I I don't even like mm. most 
typically evaluative game reviews at all um, because I don't I don't think they're they're really a good way of actually describing someone's own experience and I think they they train people to expect every criticism to be from some shared default experience that is yeah. like how a very specific person who is usually like a 20 something white dude well, who's played a bunch of video games will feel about this video game. Like that's kind of just the perspective. I mean, I'm a 20 something white dude, so I'm not saying that in a way that means fucking anything. I'm just saying like yeah. people tend, I think reviews tend to come from a very specific perspective. And like, I, I feel like in a lot of ways, well, it's a homogenization that yeah, sort of occurs where, it is. where everybody just kind of says your game has to be this number of hours long, probably otherwise it's going to get weird. And I'm going to say something about that. And it has to mm-hmm. have these specific beats or, yeah. you know what I mean? It, and I feel like that happens in film too, to some degree. It does. It definitely does. Like we, yeah. I was mentioning, like I feel like superhero movies. It happens are in all kinds of art, for sure. That, yeah, yeah. It, it definitely yeah, it happens. In, like we it, know what we want from a Marvel movie. At it this happens, point. and if it doesn't hit those specific beats, then I'm going to say something. But if they do, then it's fine. Three stars out of four. Yeah, it's it's yeah the preconceived genre expectations. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's which just is usually thing. just the multi 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 hundreds of millions of dollar blockbusters. Right. Like yeah. That top ones where the people mm-hmm. are like, I. I better like the main character. I better X, Y, Z, whatever. Um, And so for me, it's just, I guess it's just getting harder for me to um, look at something like the last of us and, and just get excited about the parts that it does better than all the other games like it, which are a lot of the parts. It's so I, I feel like a jerk every single time I bring this up because I recognize how good this game is. Yeah. Um, And I, and I do want to keep playing it and I do, I do think it's, it's extremely well made. Um, but you know, there's just so much stuff in it. That's also just very similar to a million other things I've done a million times in a million games. Mm-hmm. And so that, that's why it's just hard for me to be unreservedly enthusiastic about it. Yeah. But God, it's obviously, it's obviously really good in a lot of ways. Um, yeah. You know, I don't know. I like, I can think of uh, a moment when we were playing it, um, recently, the, uh, that section where we were, I don't know. I was really enjoying the game. Like, I actually get a lot out of the combat, which I didn't expect because mm-hmm. at this point, there's some there's some great combat there are some in that really game. good moments, yeah. and and um, you know I was I was kind of in a groove, and then we got to this point where a tank just started to like follow us around and shoot at us. <laughs> that was the most video gamey. It was the most game, video gamey game, thing yeah. where it was just a tank was chasing us for like 20 minutes. And doesn't a tank chase you in Uncharted 2 as well? Did I probably. am I imagining that? I, okay, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, Did I, I dream about a tank maybe. following me? <laughs> it felt like one of those scenes where you have to like yeah. run across a room and a helicopter's shooting in the window. Yeah, it's like yeah. that's what it felt like. And yeah. it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. And it's just if that stuff was just cut out of it, I feel like yeah. I would I would be much less uh less concerned about its its shortcomings in terms of you know sure. in terms of pacing and stuff. No, I agree. It's that um, stuff that's but like overall, default things. But I have yeah. to say that I can look past that and still enjoy the game. So mm-hmm. yeah. I can too. So I'm sorry that I'm I'm sorry if it sounds otherwise. It's hard when I talk about things on this podcast because I don't when I'm talking on, about things on the podcast, I'm not thinking about them in the context of like I better make sure opinion. to balance out yeah, all my yeah. positives and negatives so that it comes out with like the correct balance like negative or positive balance right. that I intend to reflect. Well I never think about that when I'm just talking I'm sure about it. Going into it like, it's just whatever thing what comes I was up, thinking of. Yeah. Given that I enjoy these things, now let's move on to talk about the thing that I'm yeah, interested right. in. And talking I guess that's about. just yeah. because maybe that's just because as a developer, like that's yeah. the stuff that's like, what could someone have done better? But that's a shitty thing to say because that sounds yeah, like armchair true. designing, which is not what I intend it's kind to of what do at all. Do, but it's, it's it is like I do, one of the thing I, I do want to say though, just in general about this podcast is that I don't know. I feel like um, 
not to say that this absolves us shitting all over stuff all the time, but I do feel but like fuck video <laughs> games. I feel like if you want to, if you want to listen yeah, to, Jake. if you want, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you want to listen to people talk about um, a game and say that the graphics were cool and they liked, they liked. Are you about to just do? Like, I don't think. Are you that's about what to just like, admit like the slam effect ah, on every other? If you want to listen to someone to the graphics are that, good, no, 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 no that's, that's not no what I'm saying. saying that. That. Let me finish. No let me, saying let that. me finish. I'm just saying there are things about this game that are obviously amazing good and we say that and we sort of we we might just like skip past it a little bit because we don't what are, what are you going to say about it you know what how much can you actually say this stuff was like these specific things that they nailed i mean we could go on and on and on but sometimes i feel like the most interesting things are these specific points of criticism so i think that's just what happens is we hone in on that stuff and and i you know i would say that we all enjoyed the game but it's you know that's people just, just want to hear about the fight that was cool that you got in though. yeah that's true Oh yeah, I think we told. I think we did tell a couple stories like that. I mean, for me, it was more. Well, it wasn't this like, turned into like. I th- I'm pretty sure we talked. To, well, the reason we, no, it's yeah. because it's less. Okay, so here we go. I'm gonna fucking call it out. <laughs> oh man, it's less like Far Cry Two. Yes. Uh, like, oh man, speaking of Far Cry Two, <laughs> <laughs> when you bought the last <gasps> of us, when you bought the oh, last of us, so I no 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 no. Let me tell it from my perspective. Wait, so, so you died? No, I, no no no. I I was sitting at work. And I hear just I hear this, pss, and I, I look over to the right where Sean sits, and Sean just like takes off his headphones and he just kind of like tips his head up and he's like, "Hey, so uh, Jake bought The Last of Us," and I was like, "Okay, cool." He's like, "So uh, I got it right here," and he just taps it, and I'm like, "Okay, cool. You stole his copy of The Last of Us." And he's like, "Yeah," and I replaced it with a copy of Far Cry Two. <laughs> he's not gonna know until he gets home. Don't tell him. And I was like, okay. And then you, what? I found out about it at work, but I was like, Oh, you found out about it at work? I was talking to someone at the end of the day, and I was like, yeah, and guess what? I'm excited to play when I get home. (laughs) And then I pulled out of the bag, and I was like, Far Cry 2. Okay, well, admittedly, I am excited to play this. It's the PS3 version, which is the weakest one. I love you had to improv in the middle of this conversation. Well, I mean, (laughs) it's just like you did to Steve at his wedding. What? Yeah, okay, hold on. You did something to Steve at his wedding? Well, no, this is not bad. I'll be talking about this. No, no, um. I, here's you, your wedding gift, you Steve. In real, it's a copy of Far Cry 2. First, first, in real life, me opening the bag, it was not that smooth of an improv. I was like, what the fuck, Far Cry 2? What, where's my, did someone steal my game? Ugh. And then I opened the box, and inside, on a piece of paper, above the manual, just said Sean Vanneman, written in sharp because he'd obviously loved this. And I was like, Sean yeah. Vanneman, what? <laughs> anyway, I made Far Cry 2, and then the people were like, oh, Far Cry 2, and I had to be like, no, no, it's a great game, Far Cry 2 is really good. Anyway, Far Cry 2 this is really is good. The, this story is the Far Cry 2 combat of accidental yeah. game replacement. <laughs> My plan to play like, the last game went right. totally wrong. But at the end of but the day... But you totally improvised, and yeah, you sold someone day, else on Far Cry 2. <laughs> but yeah, Mission uh, success. At Steve's and now wedding, the story will spread like wildfire. Do you want me to tell the stupid Steve's wedding story? Yeah, tell Steve's wedding story. What is the Steve's wedding story? I can't believe you've never heard this. So when Steve got married, Steve and Rachel at their wedding, they had a photo booth where you know it takes four pictures and gives you the little thing. So... um I took a series of pictures where I just got increasingly close to the camera for the first three. So it was like me far away, just sort of staring past the lens, then medium, then really close up. But then the fourth one, it was just an empty photo booth. Uh, so, you know, I just, it right. felt like a weird sort of x files thing. I thought it was funny. So I gave yeah. that to Steve and he was like, he, you know, ha ha ha, oh cool, hilarious. Yeah. And tucked it into, um, his breast pocket, into the breast pocket of his, of his suit jacket that yeah. he was wearing. Um, then he took that off cause there was dancing and everyone got warm like you do at a wedding. Um, or recording an Idle Thumbs podcast. Or recording an Idle Thumbs podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck, it's hot, hot in here. In here. Um, Take off but <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I when when I knew that Steve wasn't coming back to his jacket for at least an hour, I took the photo out of his jacket and then went back into the photo booth and took a photo of me far away, yeah. a photo of me medium, a photo of me really close, and then for the last one, I backed up to a medium shot and was just holding the, the four original. photos. <laughs> or the original Yeah, the original strip. ones of oh me, and then God. I tucked it back into his pocket. Oh, top note of this is that Steve had it tucked into his pocket so that the first frame of it was sticking out of me looking just sort of far away from the right. camera looking beyond it and I matched the poses as well as I possibly oh could God. so that he came back to his jacket put his jacket back on yeah put his jacket back on and then he went to show someone I was like look at this hilarious thing Jake gave me and he pulled it out of his pocket and handed oh it to God. them and then the final photo was me having stolen the original <laughs> photo Jesus uh, so it was I, incredible so I the best thing was wow. he, when he showed it to them he slowly pulled it out of his of his pocket <laughs> right. so it revealed one frame one by one and then I got to the fourth <laughs> one and was completely unexpected <laughs> I wasn't there for him so he's not even Oh, uh, yeah. and it was me just yeah, yeah. like sassily holding oh, the original four. It was masterful. It was really good. I did what I could. I have both of those. Yeah, because the machine printed out two, and I kept copies of each of them for myself because I was yeah. that fucking proud of my stupid wedding prank. Then, then Video we replaced. Then we replaced his wife with a copy of Far Cry Two. <laughs> what Stephen doesn't know is that we replaced his wife with a copy of Far Cry Two. Let's see if he notices. Let's see if he notices. Steve, this is great. I love this. <laughs> oh, it's the PlayStation Three version, which is fine. I mean, you can still play it if all you have is a PS Three. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, his wife is sitting somewhere in Ubisoft in yeah. his warehouse. <laughs> Weird. Um, so anyway, um, I was going to say combat stories for me in The Last of Us aren't like that. Um, there, it's more like just a particular pattern that I think yeah. is really cool, and that's kind of I think more what I was trying to describe last week, where you have the there's a thing where you're kind of try. I always try to start every combat in The Last of Us by sneaking because. <laughs> <laughs> You know, <laughs> I was to start by sneaking. sneaking. <laughs> um, I was trying to start with a copy of Sneak King. Yeah. Yes, uh, because ammo is fairly ammo is fairly rare, which is the thing that I like about this game. I think they that was a cool um, decision they made was to actually legitimately keep guns uh, gun ammunition lower. Yeah, um, and but it's most of the time I end up getting spotted. You know, halfway through. The environment or, you know, whatever at some point. And yeah. then it turns into this crazy, like, um, mixture of running and, like, yeah. close combat and just point blank shooting and all. And it, it tends to be really frantic and actually really, yeah. really Anytime effective. Anytime you have to run in this game is good. Yeah, it's generally pretty, pretty good. Pretty much. Um, but it's, you know, like, I've had that pattern. It's, there are fewer experiences where I've had a specific combat that is, like, stands out to me above all the rest in the way that. You know, when we used to tell Far Cry 2 <laughs> a long time ago, <laughs> and we used to tell those Far Cry 2 stories, yeah. you know, we'd have very particular things that were so outrageous mm -hmm. because this game just has fewer of those systems that systems, bounce yeah. against each other. Yeah. You know, the, the, it's pretty specific things that tend to happen. Yeah, nobody's throwing a grenade at you. But it's good. I mean, like, the, the comment in that is a jillion times better than in, like, I, sir, I mean, for me, than, like, an Uncharted game, for example. I mean, I, you know, I, I, to me, it's been a lot more interesting than that. Or certainly than, like... a sick box quote there. A Call of Duty The Call combat Duty is a bajillion times better Well, you know, I just... Uncharted 2. It was... It, it is a fair... That part is in films. brackets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is a fair point that people make about how the, they do sell the reason for this combat in this game better than they do in Uncharted, at yes. least for me. Like, I... I that is, sure. That's true. I, it's yep. true that they do that. Yeah. Um, and then also mechanically, I just think the combat's more interesting. For anyway, sure. so The for Last sure. of Us. We'll play more of it. I'm looking forward to getting to the parts that people say are like the real yeah. um, standout amazing moments. Cool. I'm expecting Winter in The Last of Us is going to compare to Winter in Journey, by which I mean it will be the most like moving experience that I've had <laughs> in, in the game yeah. um, in yeah. this decade. I'm going to guess that's the case, yeah. Hmm. 
Winter and Journey is fucking ridiculous. Anyway. It really is. Uh, oh, Journey, what do you, man. Do you guys oh. want to do one more reader mail? Uh, yeah, sure. And then explode forever? Sure. By which I mean melt onto the floor and disappear. <laughs> sure. Explode mode. Okay. Explode mode. Mm. Thanks, Jake. <laughs> uh, you right. said a thing that's an Idle Thumbs episode name. Oh, JL writes Moonbase Infrastructure. Who wrote something? Was that J-A-A what? J-L. Yes! Finally. Jay, he came back. Um, it says, uh, oh, this is like three, this is like three different emails in a row. Which of these? Uh, Jay Allard lets you choose your email experience. It's the power to the consumer. So use a similar model. Oh, I I know the one I wanted to read. This was really interesting. I thought, so, okay. It says on the topic of office games, I'm sure that the question about good office games has you inundated. It actually doesn't. We didn't get a lot of mail about oh, that. Oh, uh, GOG? Sorry to be part of it, but as it happens, there's slightly more to my bit than your advocacy. Yes. Moonbase Commander was originally built yes. for just that purpose. It was developed behind the scenes at literal baby game studio Humongous Games for the development staff's breaks and after-hours entertainment. Oh, crazy. After a couple years of development and playtesting, they pitched for permission to do a campaign and asset pass and sell it to the public. It sold nothing, and 10 years later, I'm, I'm never not rooting for it because it's the single most elegant multiplayer turn-based video game I've ever played and one of two games ever to keep me up until dawn. Further information should you care. Uh, NBC is fundamentally – so the game is called Moonbase Commander. It's fundamentally a 3D artillery game in which you fire one of 18 different projectile types with different costs from a launcher each turn. The unique part is that each each of the – is that many of the projectiles are themselves buildings, including defensive currency collectors and new launchers, which are connected to their parents by cords which can't cross. A careful spread of unit behaviors lead to emergent tactics in an RTS-style economic clash with RTS Micro replaced by aiming through a close azimuth pointer and a golf swing power meter on a shot clock. The game this was sounds ab- fucking nuts! I yeah. know. The game was abandonware for some time, but has been digitally unabandoned by Infogram slash Atari for 10 bucks DRM free. Hypothetical modern players should be advised that, one, the only way to switch between Windows, windowed and full screen mode is Shift F5. Two, it's a big deal to economically outlast opponents within ra- a round of turns by throwing one-cost shots to avoid passing. Three, player order within a round is important and indicated by the small and conspicuous color squares below the resource number. Four, there's a great unit guide by the main community guy in GameFAQs. Five, there's a community NBC launcher which simplifies connecting over the internet and can generate random maps. Hypo-C. What's this game called? Moonbase Commander. It sounds rad. We should play this. Maybe yeah. we should stream that We should stream game. that next <laughs> yeah. week. Yeah. We yeah. Well, to, it's we... a multiplayer thing, so we've got to make sure that that's doable. Yeah. We'll do our best to try and put something together, see if we can. Yeah. Cool. Ooh, holy crap. That game sounds... I guess, the, yeah, it sounds the pretty bonkers. Units launching yeah, another unit Gilbert that is connected this. by cable yeah. that cannot cross. That's pretty good. What? Yeah. So you just I just imagine this weird fan uh-huh. that just plops we I don't know what they uh, Also the projectiles are buildings and things? Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Whatever this game yeah, I'm is. I'm really curious about this. Makes yeah. me think of that RTS you were telling me about. Oh, Akron? Yeah. Yeah. You, did we, you guys talked about it on the cast. Though? This was made I by. A while ago, yeah. This was made by Humongous. There's got yeah. there has to be a connection between this game and the Cave Dog people. One yeah. would imagine, right? Because Cave, Cave Dog, Dog is a which Humongous made spin-off. Total Annihilation. Yeah, there was a. It was basically a group within Humongous right. that spun off to make Total Annihilation. Um, I mean, it was like the label that Humongous used. Cave Dog right, was the label right, they right, used right. basically for like their adult yeah. games. But I mean, I think I don't think they made anything other than. <clears throat> yeah, they were gonna, there was that stuff. other game that was in production called Good Good and Evil or something like that. Oh, yeah, that like was, that. Game, was like, a, like a Western something or other. I only remember the one screenshot that ever came out of it. But hmm. Thinking, oh, cool, Ron Gilbert's making a new game and it's not for kids. Yeah. Oh. Oh, it's Fif- for... 15 years later, yeah. uh, Death's Fake. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah. That was a, there was a long break for that guy. Anyway, um, video <sighs> game podcasts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Hope you enjoyed it. Ooh, Follow should... us on Twitter. Yeah. Follow and, uh, us on Twitter. Idle thumbs. And rate us on Facebook. I mean, rate us on iTunes. <laughs> rate <laughs> us on Facebook. Tweet us on the internet. <laughs> rate us on Hot or Not. <laughs> Share us on MySpace. We're at yeah. least an eight. <laughs> no, seriously. Yeah, I know. Do those things. If you happen to have iTunes open, I'm saying it this time. <laughs> Seriously, if you're listening to us through iTunes or on a computer that has iTunes, it, we really appreciate it if you just stop by and yeah. leave us a nice review. Um, it helps us out a lot. Or yeah. if you hate iTunes but like Idle Thumbs, just tell your friend about it. Post on your favorite forum. As long as it's not our forum because people, right. we people don't want talk to, about us no, enough yeah, on yeah, that. We can just talk about other stuff on our forum. Spread the word. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Nick. <laughs> We appreciate it, and we appreciate you, the readers. This episode is brought to you by <laughs> you. By readers like you. But not you. But, you know, ones like, they're very similar. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're done now. Right, bye. This is the podcast. It's over now. Uh, I was going to maybe just call this shoot that pizza. Video games. Next year, I'll thumb jam. Thumb jam. That's the most horrible phrase I've ever said. That's why it's called thumb, thumb jam. Oh my god, thumb jam. That has to be a thing. Oh. And then the logo just needs to have unlicensed uh, uh, toe jam and Earl mascots. Oh, jam it. <laughs> a shirt that says thumb jam and that says jam it on the back in that shitty font with little like swirls and checkerboards and stuff. Jamming. Thumb jam. Oh. But yeah, the logo is just a really off, off-angled yeah. idle thumb or thumbs up. Perspective makes no sense. Yeah, right. yeah. Thumb jam. Ugh. It's it's July third. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Listen to all this gold. <laughs>